This is the last one. Well, well, it was a good run. <laughs> it was a good run. <laughs> Two weeks, and that's it. That's it. That's, that's all we'll that's do. That's all we have, folks. Yep. If you, for those of you expecting multiple, this is a joke, by the way. If yes, you're tuning into the course. podcast, yeah. and you're, <laughs> you're well, like, what I was going to say is, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, we solved all the world's problems. That's is what it. I was trying to say is that. We, do you know what? If by the time this airs, all of the world's problems are solved, mm. I agree. We should not do another podcast. No, we and, and we get to take full credit yeah. for saving the world. Oh, well, that's how we're going to get into the Smithsonian. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Comes full circle. Well, Noel and Jacob Save the World is, an, is the re- alternate re- name of the, yeah, the Biofriendly Podcast, a.k.a. Nolan no, Jacob, Jacob saved the, save the world. Exactly. Speaking of which, yeah, you're Jacob Gibbons. I am Jacob Gibbons, and you're Noel Carroll. <laughs> yes, I am. Welcome. Your fearless hosts. Yeah. Co-hosts. Co-hosts. Co-hosts, baby. <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? Uh, I gotta be honest. I'm getting over a little bit of uh, one of those uh, colds in your testicle. Yes. Yes. Am I to yes. Say I think you are the, because it's not a real word. Head. It's not. right? No. Yeah. So you're fine. So you haven't offended anybody. Uh, no. If you are uh, offended by, by testicle, my then... chest, my chest, uh, my chest region area <laughs> has <laughs> probably underneath it actually uh-huh. in the in the in the, the lungish uh-huh. spot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get a little bit of a something from the kids, you know. It's yeah, lung and lug adjacent. Lung adjacent. But uh-huh. I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. ready to rock. You look now. good. Thank you look you. good. You may not feel great, but yeah. you look great. <laughs> That's all that matters. It's all that and that's what matters the most on a podcast. That's it. How do you look? <laughs> we, <laughs> I look amazing. I sound terrible. Let's I record. Sound, I sound like someone <laughs> died in my body. Yes. <clears throat> well, we're going to talk about something that probably you've been having a lot of yeah. uh, while you've not been feeling well, and that is water. Water. H2O. I love water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very important. You no, drink? It do you drink a lot of water? I do. I do. I probably... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty... What, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to have like... I try to always have a cup of water by my side. Totally. You know, so that, I, and then it kind of, I just kind of, because it's there, I'll sort of sip at it all yeah. day and drink and I just keep filling it up and then I'll. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm a very hydrated fella. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think I wasn't always that way. Like yeah. for some reason, I feel like when I was a kid up until I was 15, I barely recall having a glass of water or two yeah, during exactly. that stretch, stretch of time. Right. Isn't it amazing? I, and when I did, yeah. it was, it was because I needed it in emergency. And totally. Those things like, I don't know if your sons do this, but where like, you'll hear them drink and they're like, <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. The desperate, the <laughs> Clamoring, the clamoring to have a sip. Yeah. yeah, like what is going on? They're holding the glass yeah. on with both hands, yes. and they're just gulping and then gasping between. Gasping between. Yes, and they yes. just can't, and the gasp is so they just have enough air to keep going. Yes, yeah, my son does that. Yeah, and I remember doing that, and that's what you know. But but growing up, I was drinking like you know high seas and yeah. ecto coolers and cokes and yeah. things like that. And well, I, we grew up also in a terrible time. Yes, a terrible generation. There was a we were in a generation where they're like, who needs water? Yeah, or or supervision, <laughs> or supervision, <laughs> or or have more corn syrup, high fructose <laughs> corn syrup, and everything. It's fine. It's fine. It's not going to end badly for you no, at all. It's good, right? Yeah, right. But nowadays, I would say, for probably the past 15, 20 years of my life, I would say you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody carrying, you know, uh, water jugs or things they refill. It's like sure. a very common thing that yeah. everybody is always kind of carrying around water. Oh, right? totally. It's like a total, and we're we're lucky, yeah, because we live in the United States and we have you know, access abundant. to it. It's, it's abundant. It's we're around us. Yeah, we're very lucky. And um, you know, California is definitely a, a state, and this city in particular is always about like 
good health and taking care of yourself and hydrating. So sure. I would say it's something that we're pretty accustomed to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I wanted to bring this up because it's a, I, every time we do a podcast, by the way, I learn so much because I'll read an article and then I, I go out and I explore and it's just literally hours of reading about things that I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, I knew that the, are, are you familiar with any of the water scarcity problems around the planet? I wasn't as aware. I knew yeah, some yeah, things sure. about it. But. Yeah. My, my brother is, uh, he, he does a lot of work with that, with his company Helios. Um, oh, wow. Tell yeah. Me, yeah. yeah. No, they, they just, he creates power from, from water. They make these little, little, uh, That's amazing. Power, power wheels, these power balls, they call them. And they're, uh, basically. Helios. A, yeah. Helios. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Helios awesome. Altus. That's, that's, that's very cool. But it's, uh, yeah, but, but they, uh, they supply power to, you know, uh, third world countries where they've never seen power before and they, they help that's to supply clean water. And yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, that's exactly yeah. what, what was going on. Cause I, I found an uplifting article, which is yeah. good. So, but, but I, before we get into the article, I, I, you know, I knew that the, that the water scarcity around the world was pr- a problem. I just didn't know how widespread it was. And it wasn't just third world countries. It was a lot larger than I thought. Like I didn't know that, you know, about 2 billion people in the world don't have access to safe, clean drinking water. That's awful. That's three out of 10 people. Like statistically, like wow. three out of ten. So that's pretty bad. Wow. And and that number is two billion is um, it, it, some of those. So down to like one point six or one point two billion have um, they can walk miles to get to it. You right. know, there's water a couple miles away, but it's not accessible. So right. it's about two billion. The world have you know can't get it immediately. Yeah, right? and unfortunately, a lot of those people are are concentrated in certain areas. Exactly. So you've got so it's not like it's randomly one out of every three people. It's, exactly. It's like there are a pile of people who yes. do not have access to clean water. Africa is one of the ones that struggles the most. Yeah. You know they have the most difficulty, and you know even while I was reading about this problem, I was I even did some. Gosh, I started reading about the Flint, Michigan thing that went on here in the United States. And I I didn't even, that was, I read that thing and it went from like 2013 to pretty much just last year. That was a journey about what happened there. Fill us in, catch us up, (sighs) get the audience up. I mean, all of it was about moving this source of water in Flint, Michigan from the Detroit system. They were going to move, borrowing from Detroit and moving it from Lake Huron. That was the plan was to build this pipeline. And in the meantime, they were like, well, while we're under construction to get this water from Lake Huron, we need to use this, you know, Flint Lake. And this is what we're going to do. And then that's when the discovery of the contaminated water with the lead and everything happened. And really, it went on five, six years of just, you know, bureaucratic nonsense of going back of who did this and who's going to fix this. And it just went back and forth. And it was just, it was a mess. I just couldn't believe how long in the United States Something like this went on. You know, they had right. to bring them bottles of water. It was a, it was, a, it was crazy. I, I, yeah. I got my eyes like glazed over as I read over the timeline that was in this article about all the things had gone. So, so they got in the water. It contaminated the city. Then they had to move back to Detroit, but it was too late. It was the pipelines that had contaminated. It was just unbelievable how much you know. And there's a lot of people in a lot of trouble. And now, thankfully, Flint's situation is, has improved, and they do have drinking water, and it's it's been taken care of for the most part. Right. I think there's still remnants. But I think it really uh, kind of changed the dialogue about the way things are with water in the United States, because we can't always be certain that that system can't fall apart. Right. You know what I mean? And even here in California, I was reading about the droughts and the climate change and what we're dealing with right now. We've experienced a long season of, of drought, and then now it's been raining 
mm-hmm. constantly. So we, you know, we're we're seeing how what's going on around the planet is these parts of the world that usually had rainfall are getting dry, and then parts of the world that never had rainfall are getting are flooded. Getting soaked. Yeah. And so it's like the entire hydrological system is just shifting yeah. completely, and that's what's causing a lot more problems: overpopulation. Um, the, 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 where the rainfall is falling, it's flooding areas and debris is contaminating the water. Right. Whereas other places. So anyway, uh, this is all very heavy stuff. It is. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's remarkable what happens, you know, and and a lot of this is attributed to the fact that the, the ocean water is a little warmer and because it's a little warmer, there's more moisture being kicked up into the air and that's causing all sorts of crazy Exactly. Crazy weather patterns. So I saw this. I saw this article, and this is what I'm excited about because I think that this is, I think that this is an uplifting story, and I think this is the kind of innovation and thinking that we have to say um, in order to help people who are dealing with it, and then also prepare ourselves for uh, what ways we can conserve and improve yeah. in our situation. So I saw this article. This is about a girl named Sarah Evans. She okay. started a company called Well Aware, cool. and they're down in Austin, Texas. And uh, their website is wellawareworld.org if you wanted to check that out. But basically, so what happened back in like 2009, 2010, she had a friend from Kenya and her friend was trying to raise money, trying to gather money because her parents' livestock had died. And, you know, Sarah was telling her friend, like, I'll help you fundraise, you know, for your family's livestock. I'll help you get that going. But then as she was starting to fundraise, she started to realize she was like, well, wait a second. Why are the livestock dying? You know? Yeah. And it turned out that it had to do with water, the lack of clean water. And it was it was dry. And there wasn't there wasn't readily available water. Okay. So that's when she started to, to start this organization called Well Aware. And so that's where she started. The, the thing that she began to realize as she went over to Africa and to start building these things is a lot of these companies, these charitable organizations that would go and set up a well, would set it up and then leave. And they wouldn't bother to check what they, they would, what they get, what kind of water they're actually getting. Exactly, they wouldn't. They wouldn't train people locally to to make sure that it would run properly. They didn't follow up to make sure that the equipment actually worked. Hmm. So you had like I think the number was like sixty percent of of wells that had been dug in Africa by a lot of these organizations weren't even functioning. Oh my god! Right? I mean, that's and it's ter- expensive it's to ex- dig a well. That exactly. Is a, that is a enormous. Exactly. So you have this huge hole in the ground that's supposed to be helping this village or this community to have clean drinking water, and it wouldn't even work after all that. So this organization comes along, and so far, since 2010, they have done, I think, uh, you know, they have a 100% success rate. They come in there and do rain collection systems, gravity-based, you know, uh, I don't even know how the science behind all this works. I was reading it, and I was like, (laughs) Noel would probably know more than me. But Well Aware has done a really amazing thing by going from community to community and making sure that the people know how it works, that it's a 100% success rate. And in the nine years they've been going strong, they've been able to actually bring these communities, you know, working clean water. Oh, and great. I, yeah, exactly. So it was, it was a really uplifting. I was going to see if there was any other things about it that I wanted to cover, but it, it was it was well, amazing. It was a well, really first good story. Of all, yeah, that's a killer name. Yeah, well, well aware. Well aware, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I thought that was super it's, super it's, clever. It's really good. I like the I like the yeah double entendre. No, the <laughs> entendre. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those stories that you know, and it, it goes. Oh, this was what. Oh, this was what I wanted to talk about. So this is when she started out. This is great, and yeah. maybe at some point in time we could talk about doing this as well. It would be a good challenge for you and me. One of the things that she did in the early days to raise money before Well Aware got yeah. off the ground yeah. was she was like, "Try how do we fundraise? We need twenty five thousand dollars to get the system going." So she she created this thing called the Shower Strike. Okay. And so she and the people that she was working with, the other other parts of this volunteer organization, would not shower what? until they hit their goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in order to hit the 25000 they started the shower strike, and it worked. And after about... Because people know, just didn't want to smell exactly. that anymore. Exactly. After a while. <laughs> the shower strike. <laughs> so I think our wives would love to hear that eventually we're going to do a shower yeah. strike, you know, in order to, to, to raise some funds for, you know, building some water wells, I, right? I like think? to think that we're going to make our wives super happy between our shower strike and our kids <laughs> striking from school on Fridays. Yes, there's to, so many there's ways. There's so many great ways that our wives are <laughs> going to be like, you guys are killing me. You are so funny. <laughs> we all, we're we doing all these things that are saving the planet and ruining our marriage. You're like, yeah, this is really great for the planet, but what about everything else in our marriage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. so I thought the, the shower strike was great. She, she, she basically, you know, I think they raised their funds a little over a week, so they yeah. only had to go about a week. But still, yeah. but still... You know, they live the in th- Texas. The th- I mean, Texas, Texas a week of hot. not showering in Texas is, is like, like a month. It's like a month everywhere, everywhere else. else. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they still do, through Well Aware, they still have, I think once a year, they do the shower strike uh, campaign. And I thought that was clever. I thought that that's the kind of stuff, you know, that really catches people's attention. Yeah. You know, I'm not showering. You're yeah. going into doing radio interviews with people and you smell. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, what's going on? You know, yeah. and you, you can explain about the about the water crisis. Well, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's a different take to put some attention to it, you know? It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like the, you know, the, the, um... The, uh, the, the, the challenge, uh, for ALS, you know? The, oh yeah. The, the ice bucket yeah, the challenge. Ice bucket challenge. It's like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it just, it's sort of a, it's the kind of thing where it's like, Hey, we're doing something unusual. Yeah. And absolutely pay attention to the fact that it's unusual that's... in order to be aware of something else. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the kind of cool thing about stuff. Even if, all right, even if you're not showering for a week, yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. Yeah. Are people probably dying from it? No, yeah. no, but, yeah. but. It's interesting. It's interesting. Right? And it gets people to pay attention. It and catches that's, fire. That's right. yeah. yeah. I agree. And the ALS, the bucket challenge, that that took off yeah. like a rocket. I remember that being everywhere. Did you ever get challenged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. I never got challenged, I don't think. I don't oh. think anybody ever challenged me. My, I would have gladly done it. Yeah. Why didn't you challenge me? I think I challenged my brother. I think that's, that's I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I can challenge you now if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. If uh, the listeners want me to just pour uh, you know, ice water in my head, I'll do it for them. Now, we did do the blood challenge for oh our movie. we did yeah. we did do that yes yeah. that's very true Noel, Noel's referring to he and I made a, a film if you're listening and you're not aware of that we are entertainers actors writers producers and we made a movie called I had a bloody good time at House Harker and in order to fundraise our Kickstarter right. um, for that film we took buckets of fake blood yeah and we poured it over our and, heads and, and froze it <laughs> and yeah it was cold <laughs> It was cold, yeah. cold, bl- fake blood, and, and we got it. blasted with blood after yeah. a certain amount of donations. And it yeah. was, yeah, man, it was. It was, was great. It was it worked. good times. Yeah. Always fun to dump buckets of fake blood on your head with your yeah. friends. Yeah, it was yeah. good times. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But well, I think that this, I think that the the, the water thing. What I was going to say is, now we have to think about though. So she's making this. You know, well aware is making a great uh, difference in Africa, but we still have. You know, one of the things that I was reading about is. The, there's the population's continuing to grow. Sure. You know, 
the climate's continuing to change. Yep. So we are not out of the woods with this water scarcity problem. And it even can hit close to home here in the U.S. and in California. And we still have to be mindful. Right. So there are ways that we can advise people listening that they can make a difference and they can, you know, help the situation. And like one of those is I, I've been doing this recently, probably the past few years, just because I'm thinking about it. I, I try to take super short showers. Yeah. I don't I don't dilly dally in there at all. I just get in, get out and try to keep it under five minutes. That's my usual. Are you the same? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to waste time. And that's a huge thing. It's yeah. like if you're one of these people that's out there you know, taking a 20, 30 minute shower, you got to quit that. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> not good. I have a, uh, a, a nearly teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's amazing how they start to approach teen years and that, and that just suddenly the, sh- the showers expand in length until they just can't rise. <laughs> right. It's like knocking on the door. Yeah. Get out of that shower. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, I can't look, I'm, I'm 99% good about my showers. I will. There's this funny cartoon I saw once. And it was like it was like a night out after having too many drinks, you know, you're yeah. hungover. And it said that at the top, and the person turned on the water, and then it said, "I guess I live here now." And I, 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 <laughs> I know that feeling of so well when you when you had a it night nice. when you've had a night out and you've you know had 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 a few beers, had a few drinks, and you get up and you get in the shower and you go like, "I don't ever want to leave this space right yeah. now." So in or those a moments, really cold morning. Yes. Like oh, those mornings, really? It's, it's a really cold. Yes. And it's like it's winter time, and it's still maybe a little dark out, and you're yeah. getting and you're getting in the shower, and it's hot, and yes. you're just like. I never want to leave. I never want to leave this place. Yeah, when the tile's cold and everything, Ugh. and you you feel that warm water hit your skin, and you're like, I, yeah, this is this can never end. Yeah, you know. And then when the hot water sits to run out, then you feel bad because you realize everybody else but it did end. Yeah, and everybody else in the family <laughs> is now screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's only happened to me maybe that's once or twice. That's yeah. a shame. That's a shame when that happens. Yeah, you know, for them. But that's that's a way that's a way that we can save water. Lessening showers. That's a huge thing. And if everybody in this country, if everybody really, really try to keep their their you know how how long they bathe to yeah. a very very short period of time, you can make a big difference. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then another way is to make sure that your dishwasher don't run it unless it's full. Yeah. That's a huge one. Like I know that I've I've been in people's homes before where they've got like three plates, a cup or two in there, and they're running the dishwasher. No. And I'm like, what are you doing? No. That's a waste. Why would you bother to buy the whole set of dishes if you're right? going to use them? You got to wait until that puppy yeah. is full. We're talking, yeah. you don't know if everything is going to get clean full. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. there's going to be a mystery uh, cup in the in the upper right corner that's been flipped upside down and filled with dishwash, you know, dishwater. Yeah. That's how full it's got to be, right? Yeah. So that's one. I mean, that's two. And then what were some of the other things in the list? Oh, your washer dryer. Yeah. You need to be like, you know, one of the more modern ones, I think, built in the past 10 years are much more environmentally conscious. So yeah. that's another way. Yeah. Saving water. Yeah, that has been. And technology has been pretty good about it. Low flush yes. toilets. Uh, yes. You know, the better better washers, better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely definitely improving in that regard. Another thing that that um, people can do, and it's it's tough if you're renting, but if you're a homeowner. Yeah. Uh, over time, is is to uh, to pay more attention to like where where you live. If you live in a like if you live like in California, it's actually a desert, right? So yeah. there's natural plants and wildlife that I, that survives 
pretty well. Some yes. wildlife that's totally wild. Well, no, wild, well, yeah. yeah you like, you grow your own wildlife? I grow my own bunnies. <laughs> God. These cheetahs this over is, here. Oh, man. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not all the way back from my illness. Yeah, yet. I like it. Um, but no, there's just finding, finding the, uh, the, the plants that survive successfully in that environment yes. can save a ton of water because Absolutely. there's, because there are plants that have evolved to survive. Where succulents, you, where baby. Succulents. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and that, and that, you know, and if it's a, if it's a very wet area, yeah. well, again, there's plants that are going to survive better in that area. Yeah. So if you, you know, even if you can't do it all at once, but over time start to start to kind of landscape your place around what naturally would exist there anyway, and then yeah. make something kind of appealing and attractive with that. Yeah. Then you'll use a ton less water because, yeah. because you'll be using what can survive in the environment as it is. Yeah. That's a, that's another one that they listed in this article, which was people watering their lawns. And yeah. how that can be problematic, you know, people get a little too carried away with that sometimes. It's tough because, because I mean, grass requires just a lot of water. It really it does. does. And, yeah. and and uh, and there's not every place on earth really is meant to have year-round grass. I mean, there yeah. are spots if you live, you know, if, if you live where there's a lot of water, like if you yeah. live in, in in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Grow do, that lawn, dude. Yeah, Put grow it. There. Do whatever yeah, you good. want. There's a lot of moisture in the air. <laughs> yeah, go for it. But yeah. but down you know, here, this is a desert. We've we've it, literally it we've literally put people on top of a desert close to the water. I mean, that's you know, that's yeah, the I mean, tropical element. There, yeah. But but still, yeah, we are fighting against the 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 climate here for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 tough. If you, I mean, yeah. and I can understand wanting a lawn. You probably got got yeah. kids, and the kids yeah. probably want to play on the grass and all Everybody that. Everybody dreams of having you know. a lawn, having their kids, yeah. their dog running around the backyard. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I, I understand it, but but uh, but there's it ways. Does take a lot of water. Yeah, there's ways. I think there's things that you can attach on to um, your watering system and whatnot that regulates how much you're using sure. timers, things sure. like that. But you brought up another one, which was a big one, and I wanted to know if you've ever heard the expression. So you brought up toilets and the flushing. Yeah. So I hadn't heard this expression until maybe like two or three years ago, which was um, uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, <laughs> flush it down. Have you heard that expression? Yes. Yes. So yeah. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah. But the idea being, you know, if it's just number one, if it's just pay pay, yeah. just let it sit. And don't worry about flushing the toilet every single time. You got a little bit of urine in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, this will kill my marriage as well, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that's what we should do. do well, that's funny is because I I have the tendency, and my bad, I'll own up to this. I flush every single time just out of uh, kind yeah. of the habit and what you know, what I had thought I was supposed to be doing. But yeah. I, was at, I, was, I was in somebody's home in Chicago, and they said, they said, oh, yeah, it's yellow, let it mellow. And I was like, what? And they told me the expression. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I think, you know, my wife probably would be like, what? And my, <laughs> my, my boys, my sons will not have any problem with this at all. Yeah. Because I don't know how many, anyway. no, how many times do I go in the bathroom and I see <laughs> it's full of pee. And I'm like, well, apparently I have two environmentally conscious Water preserving uh, children. That's what it is. And I didn't even try. That's what you. You're They're, just a good dad. I'm a good dad. You're They're raising, just trying to save the planet by not flushing the toilet. You're raising carbon neutral children. Uh, that's that's the goal. That's well done. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. No. I mean, that's 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 a that's a good way to go. And provided that you're not, you know, too heavy on your your mm-hmm. vitamins and you're well hydrated. Uh, I'm sure the house can survive it. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. But, uh. <laughs> exactly. That's the key. Is this, guy, this can't be, you know, this can't be asparagus pee. Yeah. You can't, you can't have, you can't have a banquet of asparagus and be like, let it, it's mellow. Let it, you know, yeah. let it, if it's yeah. yellow, let it mellow. You're going to kill the whole house. <laughs> maybe, maybe in that case, just everybody, you know, you time your peas together. Yes. We all go to the bathroom one after another, and then you get like, 
you get a good four people's worth of pee in there. I think that's and great. And then flush. I think that's great. Maybe that's a compromise yeah. for this, this situation. Well, I think that we have we have things like, so for this water thing, because this issue is, you know, it's global, but it's also something that we be, need to be minded up, mindful of. There were a lot of statistics that were saying by 2025, everybody is going to experience a little bit of water scarcity just from the population increasing, the climate and whatnot. Yep. So all these steps are super important for us to make adjustments, make changes. So I know I'm going to be trying to do some of those things, but I think that, you know, you just brought up the, the ice bucket challenge. And I was thinking, I wonder if we could come up with some kind of way, more more ways to inspire people to, you know, use less water. The like, like dust a, bowl challenge. The dust bowl. <laughs> Eat we'll this fill, bag of sand. We'll fill a bowl with sand and throw it in each other's faces. This is a great idea. This is a great right? idea. That's like the cinnamon challenge. Like did, I will, yeah. Did you ever watch the cinnamon challenge? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Just watching the dryness and their faces as they would put that cinnamon in their mouths, which made me, oh, God. Yeah. Um, I never did that. Did yeah. you ever do that? No. No. no you no. can kill yourself doing that. Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> no, you can. It's There's, really bad for you. The limit is to how much cinnamon your body can handle. <laughs> Too much. People are so Dude, stupid. they are so Tide stupid. Pods. So when I say a challenge, I do mean not a something foolish, legit, but, something yes. not lethal. Yes. No, no Tide Pods for water. Right. <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> You know, exactly. like if, if we're going to do the, the snake bite challenge, let's yes. make sure it's not a poison. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Let's do the boa constrictor hug challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to raise awareness for snakes. So we're going to hug some boa constrictors. But yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. I just think that we live in a day and age right now where sometimes you just got to, it's like we talked about a couple shows ago. We talked about the trash challenge and how sometimes when people see it visually like that, it really you know, it really mm-hmm. connects with them. And I know that since we did the episode about straws and recycling, I am evaluating how I do everything. Like yeah. now I'm going out to eat, get, grabbing food. I'm not taking straws. I'm my whole recycling bin at home. I'm already like breaking apart cardboard, making sure I get that. And then whenever I get something now at a place that I know I can't recycle, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is one of those things that I can't get rid of. It's really starting to impact yeah. me in so many ways. And I even said to Jamie, uh, my wife, I said, I said, we need to see if we can compost. Like, I know we can't compost it ourselves, but we could keep a bucket and then create the compost and then take it somewhere or something like that because I want to start making sure we're doing all these different steps. So all of these things are catching on for me. So I think if we could come up with more and more unique ways like these challenges, the trash challenges, to inspire people to be like, hey, less showers, less water, finding ways to preserve the water. We need Americans in general. We consume as much water a day, use as much water a day that some people in other countries see over like a month. Right. And it's in a day. Right. It's unbelievable. I think right. that it's like 160 liters per person per day. It's pretty insane. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something to this. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's, there, there are two sides to it. One is, is that we use a lot of water because we can get the water yeah. and that, and that comes from infrastructure. Yes. Right. And yes. that, and that comes from, from, uh, just we as a, as a country investing in in technology and in the systems necessary to make sure that there's lots of water everywhere. Yeah. So part of the problem that needs to be addressed in the places where they don't have water is what are the ways that you can bring that to them? And it's great, you know, the yeah. the, the the well awareness is uh-huh. a, is a, is or well aware. Well aware is a, yeah. is is a you know that, that that's great that we're doing that. And I think that that people who who have the the gumption to go for that and, and yeah. do that, and certainly that's something we. At biofriendly are, are you know are are going to focus on absolutely um is 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 how to 
how to to put that infrastructure in place because there is there is water yes. that that exists and this plant's plant's full of it. Right? Yes, and it um, always come it goes up and it comes back down. Right. We're in a closed loop. Yes, absolutely, and yeah. and and you know just a lot of it you just can't you can't get to or it just goes away. It runs yeah. off into the yeah. ocean or it's or polluted it or it's, it's polluted. polluted or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so there's that. So there's there's that aspect of it, and then the other aspect is you know making making little changes. And I think that you know. For me to say to some guy who's who's got the lawn going and the kids there like you shouldn't have a lawn that's that's not going to work for you. Right, that's right. Like he's gonna he's gonna say go fly. Yeah, yeah. Like, go. I'm go, trying to go not bleep, swear right go now. Go believe it, believe yourself. <laughs> yes, right, right. And I understand that. Yeah. So so I I think that for for that person I think the the idea is instead of having having it be just flawless amazing green year yeah. round. Yeah. If you keep it alive. Yeah. Given enough water that right. it, that it's you know maybe yeah. a little less less yeah. powerfully green but alive over yeah. the over the crazy hot months so that when the 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 watery months come it can get nice and full and wonderful yes. and green and yes. catch up that then that that little change absolutely would help a ton it's all right? about the little changes right and and if you're if you are a person who wakes up in the morning and it's freezing and you're drunk and you want desperately <laughs> to have a long shower first of all if you're waking up in the morning and it's freezing and you're drunk you might want to not be listening to our podcast you might want to <laughs> you might want to see some help because if you're waking up every morning and you're drunk still and frozen and frozen <laughs> <laughs> then you should get get your life together, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. but no, to your point, to your uh, point. But, but, you know, the, the, okay, and so you're every morning you're, you're taking a a 10-minute shower. Yes. And it's just a great shower. Yeah. You cut it back to 8. Yeah. Try that. Just cut it back to 8. Dial, dial you know, back like, like, don't, 2 instead minutes. Of, instead of saying I have to take a 2-minute shower, you know what? Yeah. You don't. You right. you know, you're you're doing what you're doing and we're somehow surviving it. Yeah. So, instead, just help a little. A little bit. And I think that if, I mean, honestly, if you took this entire country yeah. and every single person just, I don't know, reduced their water intake by 20%, 30%, what a massive difference that would make. Yeah, but even honestly, 10%. 10%, you're right. I mean, just I mean, every little bit helps. 160 liters a person, that, that's yeah. 16 liters per person per yeah. day saved yeah. at 10%. Yeah. So. That's... A massive amount of water. We're so talking about 300 billion people. We're not asking you to do much. If you want to do way more, then that's amazing, well, that's and that's great. what I'm going to do, and yeah. I'm a better person for it. That's what I'm trying to say. Jacob's <laughs> trying to say, I'm better than you. I'm, what I'm, I'm trying I'm, to say <laughs> is, look, I'm going to do way more, and that makes me a lot better of a human being. But if you just want to do the bare minimum, then but just do the bare minimum. If you want to, look. All I'm saying is that when the world is getting better, Titans of change like me will be remembered. Uh, but people like you who do the bare minimum will not be remembered. Okay? It's uh, just it's very simple. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, well I'm glad I'm glad I think that I think that that, that do, message Do it for the glory. That message is gonna <laughs> Really resonate with the average, average Look, person. It should. It should. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, <laughs> kids. Let me tell you something. If you do amazing things to help change this planet and you can somehow document it, the amount of likes and retweets you're going to get is going to blow your mind. That's actually true. You could become That's the biggest true. green eco celebrity ever. Yes. If you are right now listening and you want to become like the biggest social media influencer ever. All you got to do is change the world and film it. <laughs> Just change the world, Just cha man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's so easy. Hashtag change the world change for likes. Change the world for likes. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. Look, I'm just trying yeah. to break it down to where we are as a society and what's important to people. And people will look this trash challenge. Yeah. That went viral, but a lot of people did it because they really wanted that validation. Yeah, they wanted they to wanted have the people. Likes. They wanted the likes. Absolutely. And so, by all I means, know, build a well, get some likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, look, I honestly, do we care why people do it? No, no I, mean, I really no, don't. I don't, I don't care what motivates you. Whatever it is, go for it. Yeah. But at the same time, as much as Jacob makes his <laughs> joke about the fact that he's he's going to be the titan of the environment that everyone remembers. <laughs> In actuality, uh, that those you know those one or two people who do those great things will be definitely remembered and thought yes, about. Yes. But the bigger impact will be the the thousands to millions of people doing that, a little. Yes, it really will. Yeah, because it's a lot of people doing what you can. Right, makes a much bigger difference than even a titan like Jacob can do. Noel's right. Look, I'll take right. I'll take on the burden of the big responsibility. Just do just do something. That's leave, a, leave that to superheroes like Jacob. By the way, that's a that's a <laughs> phrase that Noel and I have kicked around here by a friendly like an ad campaign, which is just do something. <laughs> it's a guy who's just shoulders a guy. His shoulders are slumped, and he's standing in front of the picture of Earth, and it says at the bottom. Just do something. He's and, just giving up. Yeah, and so uh, I think that at the end of the day, you're right. Uh, jokes aside, and that's what we're here for is to to be your beacon of light in a uh, gloomy in environment. A gloomy environment. Um, but w- jokes aside, it is about the little steps. It's about the baby steps, and I think that if we could get the entire planet to just shift a smidge, a smidge, we could make a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So anyway, well, I've had a blast, and uh, we'll see you on the next time, right, Noel? Right, absolutely. Looking okay. forward to it. All right. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.